0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Peak oil was predicted once, describing the climax in world oil production And then shale oil technology was discovered and oil production leapt to a new level. At $100 a barrel, we could raise the peak of oil production still. They are now predicting peak gasoline, looking at the demand side and forecasting that their shift to EVs will take the top off, recovering gasoline demand. I would not be willing to concede that we've seen peak biofuel demand as Asia, India, and other regions of the world are ramping up biofuel consumption. General Motors says that it will be stopping selling gasoline-powered vehicles by 2035. Volvo says they'll do that by 2030. Volkswagen says that they'll be at 50% EV production by 2030. Ford is asking Congress for EV tax incentives. It will probably get something. What the petroleum industry just passed was peak political power during the last administration. They will never control the EPA like they had again. The RFS gets a reset in 2022. Hey, that's next year. It has a good shot at surviving. The EIA weekly gasoline and distillate stock stopped declining last week. Set back by the Texas refinery outage, production is recovering. It needs to as demand will improve seasonally. Americans got hit at the gas pump because Texas fuel infrastructure couldn't stand a freeze. That has taken unleaded gas to price levels where ethanol was cheap. Their weekly ethanol updates showed that ethanol production rose by 10 million gallons and stocks fell by 31 million. That demand strength ran counter to gasoline demand. Ethanol exports are strong, too. Ethanol production and corn consumption has a very good shot at exceeding the USDA's target of 4.95 billion bushels. Another sale of 696,000 metric tons of corn was announced to China, bringing the total to near 3 million metric tons this week more sales announcements should be forthcoming. The daily corn sales did not all get included in this USDA weekly report. Process interceded. Old crop corn sales were 985,000 metric ton. Soybean sales were just 202,000. Soy meal sales were 234,000 metric ton and wheat sales were 390,000. We have China buying 3 million metric tons of corn going to 4 million. U.S. and Chinese diplomats have their first face-to-face meeting in Anchorage, Alaska. Neither side is ready to re-engage in a trade war. As long as they do not have to look across the table at Peter Navarro, I think that they will comply with phase one and we will let them. Catherine Tai was just confirmed by the U.S. Senate to be the U.S. trade representative with 98 votes. I think senators were impressed that she is the daughter of immigrants from Taiwan. On the hubs. I've not seen the price of retail pork cuts rise enough to bother consumers. Loin has been cheap, which is timely for the grill. A lot of the cutout gain has been in bellies, and they appear to be able to sell bacon regardless of price. Demand for fresh bellies have been phenomenal to the point that I will forecast that summer belly prices could or should set records. The integrated packer margin hit $80 a head. That should mean that they are clearing $40 a head over plant costs. Tyson, however, who does not own pigs, has just an $18-a-head margin. That is not enough to cover the cost of operating the plant. That is why Tyson is investing in additional pork processing, trying to capture more margin upstream in the supply chain. I am told that China's African swine fever variant problem is substantive, and it is too soon yet to tell if they have gotten on top of the second wave of ASF. They have gotten a lot of experience with controlling disease outbreaks in China, so this is just another one. I am told that they will need another month to confirm they have the outbreak controlled. Many were worried that pork exports to China would slow. It would appear that there is less to worry about. In that regard, China is not the only Asian country with an African swine fever problem. The Philippines says that it will have to buy 400,000 metric tons of pork to meet its demand as a result of losing 15% of its hog herd to African swine fever. Higher feed costs have been no problem to hog producers, with $100-plus summer futures. There's no inkling of any kind of mood toward liquidation in any form in livestock industries due to feed costs. Demand for feeder cattle continues strong because of premiums in deferred live cattle futures, as well as spring rains that have fallen across much of the heartland this week that will freshen the grass. Grass is cheaper than corn.